0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden,
1: Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have
2: great coaches, then after you have
1: great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got.
3: Give me everything you got. Yeah. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders right I three. One, two, three. Right. Let's go get there.
4: We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you
1: rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire.
5: Raider Nation, what is up? Oh man, definitely not the energy that I wanted to be bringing to this episode. You know, given how important this game was to us, it definitely wasn't the ending that we deserved, but it was the ending that we got. These are the cards that we were dealt, obviously now closing out Oakland in kind of an ugly fashion. Not <laughs> Definitely not how we wanted it at all. Uh, we're going now on, a, on our four-game losing streak after coming off a three-game winning streak. Uh, for some reason, playoff hopes are still alive, I guess. Uh, there's a long list of things that need to happen, but there's a way that the Raiders can get in at eight and eight. Not really something I'm banking on, but you know, I will tell you, um, you know, as negative as it's been guys, I want to try and flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk about the game a little bit. Kenny King's going to come on later. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to share some of your guys' memories that you guys called in. Uh, if you guys even called in memories, I don't know. It, It was pretty bad, so I'm not expecting you guys to come in. Uh, And sound, you know, like happy, emotional about it, whatever. Uh, For those that called in and shared anything about the Coliseum, thank you. We'll share that later. Uh, Kenny King will come in and, you know, we have some controversial topics to talk about, of course. Um, Everyone's, you know, been on the get number four out of town bandwagon. We have some things to address on that. We're going to address that at the end of the show in real talk. Um, But first, this Sunday, uh, me and my wife had seats down in the black hole. So uh, let me give you, I guess, a little rundown of a trip that Raider Cody and his wife took on Sunday to the Coliseum around the tailgate area and into the black hole. So I get there and you know this is my fourth game I've been to this year. I go to two or three a year usually so I'm so used to doing everything as usual. I have like my go-to setup, my plan, you know, get there um I'm used to jumping out of the car and you know hounding everybody that rode with me. Get the easy ups out, get the table out, let's get the barbecue going, let's get this thing lit. Let's get it, get it fired up, get ready, put some meat on it, uh, setting up the canopy and everything. And, you know, we pull up there, it's about eight 30 when we park. And by the way, sea lot was an absolute disaster for those of you that parked in sea lot. Goodness gracious. I've never, everyone was parking scattered everywhere. Um, is a nut house trying to park in there. It's crazy. I don't know what, uh, the parking patrol or whatever they are, uh, the, Traffic guards or something, whatever. I don't know what they were doing, but it just wasn't working for them. Uh, so we get out there at 8 30, and the plan was to not tailgate. I wasn't going to set up my tailgate, um, and I was going to walk around. I was going to try and meet as many people as possible and stop by as many, you know, established tailgates that I know. Uh, first off, you know, if you're there and I had plans or hopefully had plans to meet up with you, sorry if I didn't get there. I had so many people I was trying to meet up with. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm so used to setting up my, uh, my own. So whenever I pull up there at 8 30, It felt weird just getting out of the car. Uh, I told the guy next to me, hey, look, you know, we're not going to be here. We're not going to use this spot if you want to use it. People always, I know how much people love that because I always love that. Parking next to somebody that doesn't use their spot so you can spread your wings a little bit, open up your tailgate. Uh, So, yeah, man, me me and my wife hiked up on foot. Uh, My parents went, too, um, actually with us. They sat up in some different seats from us, but we got black hole seats. Down there, and we're planning on going down there. So I got my parents actually hooked up. Shout out to uh, Mark Bedane from the Raiders, um, setting my parents up with two pregame sideline passes. They loved it, got down there on the field and enjoyed themselves a little bit. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Shout out, Mr. Bedane. But uh, me and my wife took off on foot. Um, a couple of the main tailgates we hit. The first one we hit, shout out Gabriella, uh, so petty Crocker on Twitter, and Paul Miner uh, went by there, checked out their tailgate. Man, and I'll tell you what, this rum cake that she had made up, goodness, that's what started off my tailgate on the right foot, stuff was delicious, went through, chopped it up with them, rolled through, walked by the pillaging podcast setup, always legit, always a nice produced podcast and their setup is legit. Went over to my buddy, Dan Harris, Dan Harris has an awesome setup over there too, man. Uh, he's got everything, he's got the tacos set up, he's got everything, he's got you know a lot of people even just from Twitter, all these people are people that I know on Twitter, um, bumped into a lot of people walking around, uh, shout out to everyone that stopped me and said, what's up, took some pictures, enjoyed it. Uh, it was nice to be able to talk, you know, some random football topics with some random people that I've never met before. Um, uh, that's kind of what this whole tailgate experience was all about. Um, everybody was just kind of extra, I don't want to say like soft hearted, but, um, you could tell that they're going out of their way even more to, to create conversation, uh, to meet the, na- meet your neighbor, meet your person that's, you know, kind of crossing your path in the parking lot. Um, everything was awesome Um, so we're at Dan's we're hanging out at Dan's for a little bit Uh, shout out to everybody that was even over there Uh, shout out said I ran into my buddy Haz and his brother met a lot of people Uh, Uncle Mike came through good old Uncle Mike man that's a that's an OG Raider fan right there we took off from there we went over to the Black Hole Tailgate I've never even been to the Black Hole Tailgate as big as it is went by there Z, if you guys recognize that name, Z, the Christian rapper, was in the parking lot at the Black Hole tailgate shooting his new music video for the Raider Nation Anthem Part 2, which just dropped today. Uh, that's Monday at 5 o'clock. Get on YouTube, check it out. That's uh, Z, Z-E-E, in Raider Nation Anthem Part 2. Uh, he's actually going to be coming on the podcast Thursday. We're going to chop some things up, uh, talk about his new uh, track that just dropped because thing is freaking dope. Uh, so, yeah, we went and saw him. Uh, came by and saw my buddy Devin, Devin DeLeon, his brother Bones, and uh, shout out to Josephine Scriver as well, all three of them, chilling at the tailgate by the black hole tailgate, I uh, got to chop it up with them a little bit, that was a long time coming, those are also a couple people that are going to be getting on the podcast eventually as well, they travel to a lot of games, um, and shout out to Bones that actually you know did a music video in seven different continents rocking a bunch of Raiders gear. One of which, you know, you see a lot of this Charles Woodson, he had a pretty unique white Charles Woodson jersey that he wore to a lot of different places, a lot of different countries. Uh, super legit, super cool to see Raider Nation doing crazy stuff like that. Uh, between him and Z, two great music minds doing some pretty cool stuff like that for Raider Nation, getting getting the silver and black out there on the map. Um, came through and of course had to stop by, you know, we, we walked around a little bit, C-Lot. Uh, shout out to Big Rossi, I didn't get you over there, Big Rossi. Um, Shout out, there's a there's a B-Lot tailgate I was supposed to be trying to get to as well. A couple more in C-Lot and another one I was going to get to. Uh, shout out to Aaron in D-Lot. I was supposed to be able to get through there. I just didn't have enough time. Uh, me and my wife sewing around. We hit the, the front of B-Lot in the handicap section. Met up with old Pepe. Uh, met up with a few guys from Twitter. Shout out to Ev. Uh, didn't see Kevon. Didn't see Mike. A couple of my guys, they didn't come through. But yeah, we wrapped it up there had a good time. I mean, really, th- th- I've never done anything like that before. Like I said, we've always done our own tailgate, never anything special. So experiencing, I guess, all four different parking lots for the first time, uh, getting to see everyone else's setups. Uh, I mean, I probably met a hundred plus people uh, throughout the, the tailgate. Shout out to my wife for trucking along with me. Uh, she's actually had spine surgery in the past. So she has a little metal plate with four fused vertebrae at the low on her lower back. So walking that much doesn't always feel that good, but she trucked it out. Shout out to Kenny King. Showed up a little late, but you know better than what he's used to. So he showed up on time for the most part. Walked around with us, man. It was it was a good. It was great. And really, that's that was my whole point of this trip. I mean, we're we're going to this thing on a three-game losing streak. I was really hoping, you know, that we kind of had. I guess you know. A little bit of luck on our side this week, a little bit of extra boost to go out there and win this game. But I was prepared to make this trip memorable and exciting no matter the outcome of the game. I was not going to let the Raiders play on the football field affect how this last trip went. Um, Of course, like I said, you know, we're set up with black hole seats. We go in the stadium around noon, something like that, you know, a little over an hour before kickoff. Me and my wife go down there straight down to the black hole. My parents are still on the field uh, hanging out watching the players warm up. We get down there, black hole's already crowded, our seats are taken, so we had to kick a couple people out of our seats, sitting there hanging out, um, waiting, you know, because we have the two seats right next to Gorilla Rilla, talking to his wife for a little bit, talking to Ewok right there, talking to a few of the, the OGs that have been down there in the black hole for a while. Of course, they're all, you know, kind of like you know a bittersweet feeling, uh, being there. So finally Gorilla Rilla comes down, and, you know, we're hanging out, we're talking. Uh, it was actually my first time meeting him. I've talked to him a lot on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff. Uh, We go back and forth, and that's another guy. I don't think he's ever been on a podcast before. He told me uh, he'll do something for the first time to come on this podcast. He might be able to hear from uh, Mark, a.k.a. Gorilla Rilla himself, on here for the first time, but the experience down there in that seat, in that position, was pretty much as good as advertised. Uh, They're always ramped up, always going for it, and me, for one, uh, I'm no slouch. Uh, I definitely you know, was... Up there, you know, keeping the energy up in the black hole for you guys, no doubt. uh My voice is finally coming back today; feels a little better. I've been kind of semi sick off and on all the time, so it was definitely a rough night for me. But uh everything was exciting, and you know, sitting next to Gorilla Rilla really is funny, man. Where uh, people just bring you, or not, not me necessarily, but they'll bring Gorilla Rilla food. Just kind of, we're just sitting there, we'll just be watching the game. they be like, Gorilla, here's for you. And the first one was like a, a big Ziploc bag full of pork ribs so he knocks out he pulls out a pork rib starts eating it hands a bag to me so we're sitting here splitting these pork ribs uh knocked them out and then here it is like 20 minutes later big old bag of tri-tip shows up like really here big old bag of tri-tip so he opens the sucker up says it between us we're sitting there just munching we split the tri-tip i didn't think man i don't know if i was gonna be able to make it and actually you know what too almost forgot shout out to george ramos on our way in we were uh, getting ready to head in. Didn't grab a bite to eat yet. Uh, him and his dad were hooking up some awesome tacos. Uh, so shout out to George. Uh, fed my wife and I. It was awesome. Was worth it. I love that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I man. it was a good way to, to enter the Coliseum uh, on a pretty full tummy. But luckily, I saved some room. I could have ate some more tacos. Luckily, I saved some room, though. Uh, because after these pork ribs and after this tri-tip. And he, someone even freaking brought him a pound cake. So And after some pound cake, uh, I was full. And one thing I learned, you know, because I had a pee in, like, the second quarter. Uh, well, you're not getting out of the black hole. There ain't no way you're getting out of this black hole in the middle of the game. So I, I kind of got stuck there. Uh, dealt with it, though. You know, you got to put your big boy pants on and just deal with it. Uh, and I, I don't regret it, man. It was awesome. I loved the experience. There was no way I was stepping away from that thing for even a second. Now, you know, I guess the outcome of the game, the first half was awesome. Everyone was having a good time. Really no complaints, but then, you know, of course the second half didn't quite go as planned and, you know, there are some festivities that happen at the end of the game and we're going to touch on that a little bit in real talk later. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted to share my experience with, you know, going to the final game ever in Oakland, going down into a one-time experience in the black hole, uh, something that's never going to be matched. I'm, we're, we're, I'm never going to be able to plan a trip like that ever again. Uh, but for those, you know, hopeful and optimistic about the Vegas move, that doesn't take away anything, in my opinion, from Vegas. Vegas isn't going to be able to match Oakland, and I would never, you know, encourage them to try. Uh, the tailgating, everything—I understand there's going to be some tailgate areas. It's not really going to be the same. It's not going to be the same atmosphere, but they can make it their own. And it can be just as good in their own way. Uh, I, for one, I think you know people are just going to be wanting to hit the strip, go to the casinos, uh, shuttle in. That's what I think people are going to want to do more than anything. You know, kind of tailgating, I think, is going to kind of die off because of the atmosphere you're in. Las Vegas is going to make it its own. Uh, Of course, I think the Raiders will step up and they'll have their own huge tailgate parties and tailgate experiences to go to. Something where you pay 20 or 30 or 40 bucks, something to get in, all you can eat, all you can drink type things around the Coliseum, stuff like that. And that'll be fine. You know, I mean, it's not that expensive to do stuff like that. I think that'd be just as exciting for fans. Not the same exact experience, but like I said, something similar, something that could be just as cool in its own way. Uh, But yeah, that was the perfect way for me to leave Oakland. Uh, with those memories, and I, I'm glad I can hold on to those and tell my kids about stuff like that. Uh, now I can tell them about the Oakland Raiders and give them the full. I, mean, I got the full experience. If I didn't already have it, um, I got every detail, and especially at the end of the game, the crazy fans. But you know, we'll get into that later on Real Talk. First, you know, I'm talking about this game and kind of how it changed the mood a little bit. Let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about this game. So we get off to a great start. First drive's kind of on fire. Big Tyrell Williams touchdown. Felt like it set the tone. Run game was going good. Shout out to Josh Jacobs, who got out there with that broken shoulder again. Forced his way to play, who later came out and even said, like, you know, I did it for the city, and he apologized for not being able to come through. But Dew was out there playing with a broken shoulder in no way, shape, or form. uh, Is this Josh Jacobs' fault? Nothing else he could do, man. He laid it all out there uh, for Oakland and for the Raiders, for all the fans that showed up. Uh, That was well worth it of its own, just memories like that. You know, even like the defense. The defense came out, they are playing hot. Both the offense and the defense, man, both look great. And they were just rolling with it, and for whatever reason, man, we are hitting this halftime. We get in this halftime funk. I don't know what we talk about in that locker room, but whatever it is, we come out of halftime a completely different team, man. If, if shoot, if our first half Raiders, Oakland Raiders, if our first half Oakland Raiders can come out and play two halves of football, uh, you know, I think we'd be in a playoff spot right now. But for some reason, this second half football is just absolutely killing us. The offense just disappeared per usual. The defense, I mean, it was holding up pretty good, but then again, towards the end of the game, you know, I I think just enough was enough. I mean, we were doing really good against Gardner Minshew, shutting him down. I felt like we we're doing good enough against Leonard Fournette, but that was just, I guess, enough was enough, and uh, the defense gave way, allowed the comeback um, on some stupid stuff too, man. Like, I get it. The off, it's hard to complain whenever your your team's just not producing, anyways. But when it comes down to things like the offense has a chance to drive the ball down the field and seal the game, you know, burn some clock, seal the game. And Derek Carr goes to slide out of bounds, and they call him out of bounds, even though his knee hit the ground and his body was like two feet from the sideline. So they're set up with a first down. They think it's going to tick on down to two minutes or whatever it is that they got nothing to worry about. And sure enough, delay of game, it's like a little over two minutes left. Not only now it backs us up five yards first and 10, But now it wastes a whole nother, it wastes 30 plus seconds off the clock, right? We're basically missing a play now. We're missing a play to get in there. So I don't really understand what happened here. We had two refs staring right at Derek. And I mean, it was a great design play. It was a great run. Um, It was almost a game ceiling run for the most part. Um, But it definitely took the wind out of our sails, set us up with a first and 15, something that's really hard to dig out of, especially when we're, you know, planning to run, run, run. And then, of course, I mean, like I said, I mean, the offense wasn't moving the ball the whole second half it really it, we really weren't I mean, the run game was kind of getting stuffed up, uh wide receivers weren't getting open. Derek wasn't doing anything extra to get anything you know else created out of it, and that was just putting our offense in a bad position altogether. Nothing was clicking for us. John Gruden, I guess came out maybe just calling some. Boring plays. I don't know some (laughs) predictable plays again. I feel like it's the same song and dance. If you guys have listened to my episode, my podcast last three post games, I feel like I'm saying the same freaking things and nothing's changing. It's all the same crap. And then whenever you get drop balls like that, big time drop ball that stops the clock again. Come on, how much time are we going to waste on this freaking clock? (sighs) That last drive was frustrating, and then to go in there and miss those two field goals like that. Carlson kicked that ball in the same spot twice. Man, it's just heartbreaking because then you, you know you put the defense on their on their heels, and of course we come out in this like soft zone coverage again, trying to kind of play prevent, not to give it the big play, but we're just gonna let them go. You know, ten to fifteen yards every single play. Shout out to Trayvon Mullen for going in there, man, playing really well. Um, he only allowed eighteen yards. Uh he had he had seven targets his direction. Uh this this is counting wide receivers, right? He had ten targets total on the day. Three of them were to the running back, so I don't count that. I don't count him having to account for the the running back passes out in the flat and that's his zone. That's not that's not covering a guy. So he had seven targets when he was covering wide receivers. He only allowed one reception for eighteen yards, absolutely killing it. They even like I said, uh those three passes out in the flat, they're finding one on one areas out there to make Trayvon make an open field tackle. And he did, man. Uh, He struggled with one last week. You guys probably remember. I think it gave up a touchdown maybe or a big first down. Uh, Missed a tackle. I'm sure they saw that. Wanted to try and capitalize on his tackling. But he was wrapping dudes up now. He wasn't just hitting them with a shoulder necessarily. He was really wrapping them up. Taking down Leonard Fournette is not an easy thing to do. Uh, So he had six tackles on the game. No missed. Uh, Trayvon Mullen big time standout player. Uh, Derek Carr again. Thrown for 116 yards and 156.3 passer rating when blitzed. Uh, Same kind of song and dance as last game. So when he was blitzed this game, he had 116 yards total on 14.5 yards per attempt. Basically, monster chunks when picking up that blitz. He's able to read it perfect, see what the defense is going to give him, um, and completely take advantage of him. And that's where a lot of our yards were coming. That was in the first half. They started bringing some heat, and Derek Carr was taking advantage of it. Like I said earlier, shout out to Josh Jacobs and his broken shoulder obviously one of our main pieces of the offense, as well as Darren Waller coming out. Uh, He had eight catches on 10 receptions for 122 yards. Seven of those eight receptions resulted in first downs. So big time, uh, I guess, safety net for Derek Carr this game. Darren Waller stepping up, especially these last two games. Uh, In the absence of Hunter Renfro and kind of, I guess, the struggling play of Tyrell Williams, he had that one big play at the beginning of the game, then kind of sort of disappeared. But besides that, having Darren Waller show up and show out in Hunter Renfro's place, was absolutely huge. Um, and shout out to our backfield, Ingold, Jacobs, and Richard. They all had three targets out of the backfield. They all went for over 20 yards. Um, picked up positive yardage on, you know, I mean, a lot of our little dump offs, everyone, you know, the little uh, dinks and dunks, dink and dunk plays, whatever everyone, everyone calls them. A lot of them are designed. Uh, so it's good to get running backs like that in some space and pick up some yards. And shout out to Cleveland Farrell. Not a lot of people talk about him. And it's not that he made any presence in the The pass rush. He only played about half the snaps this game, and mainly they were rushing snaps, and he played well. He played great. Um, I mean, really did his role, really stuffed it. Um, it, Like I said, nothing huge that showed up on the stat sheet, but whenever I watched him on the defensive line, he was making some plays. Uh, He's causing causing some havoc, really stuffing his side of the ball anytime he can get there and kind of get to the runner and and disrupt the runner in their direction. He was really doing it. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, guys, this game... As usual, I mean had its bright spots. Uh we have our young guys, our rookies, but for whatever reason we just can't come out of this game and play well our at uh, halftime anyways. Can't come out of halftime and play well. So You know what, honestly, I'm done talking about this game for now. We'll pick this up later with Kenny King Jr., but first, um kind of a last minute, I I just remembered that we're not doing a midweek show because I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be I'm going to be at Disneyland, um leaving tomorrow. Pretty much the rest of the week I'll be back for the game on Sunday. Uh, Not going to it, but I'll be here to watch it. Uh, So, I had a guest plan for Thursday, but I bumped him up. I'm going to squeeze him in here. I'm going to talk to him real quick. And for those of you that have listened already to the new Raider Nation Anthem that's out, this is actually uh, Raider Nation Anthem Part 2, made by the rapper named Z. Uh, Came out, man, and this thing just gets rocking. He came out with his first one in 2016, was my favorite Raider Nation Anthem. And I've been listening to it ever since, but the players were outdated He just dropped his second one Right after the Raiders left Oakland So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and quit messing around We're going to bring him in here We're going to talk about his new new song uh, It's focused around, of course, the Raiders leaving Oakland And that's kind of what this whole episode is surrounded around So, we're going to bring him in here um, and, and chop it up with him a little bit
3: Yeah Raiding Nation stand up Kingdom music we back. We ain't in the dreams, we the nightmares. Woo. Oakland Raiders be the squad and we right here. right here. Mad Max, yeah, that boy having a night share Derek still clutch, he been doing it for five years, yeah. Groot hey. hey. got these boys out here killing dreams. Hey. Hey. Jacob's out here trucking dudes and killing teams, hey. yeah. 16, hey. he be doing Ty William things. 16, always doing Ty William things, yeah. Spider 2, I banana though. Woo. This rookie class sick need an antidote.
5: You guys like what you're hearing there? Well, you guys can visit YouTube to see the entire music video. But first, let's talk to the man himself, the Barry native and diehard Oakland Raider fan. This is Z. What is up, brother?
3: What is up, my man? What's happening? Just coming off of filming the video on Sunday. So, oh, man, I'm glad you're having me on.
5: Oh, dude, I'm glad you took the time out of your night to come on here with me. Of course, it's uh, been a little bit of an emotional week for a lot of Raider Nation. Um, so it's ex- I'm excited, man. You're a big content producer. Um, I like getting other content producers on here and content creators. This is a little different. I'm not, you know, I usually don't get a whole lot of music world in the podcast world, but it's good, man. Um, you know, a few years ago, I get tagged in this video on Facebook, and it was your first Raider Nation anthem. I, it, it had been out for a few months. You know, I, I didn't even know about it. And you had, you know, you had the... The OGs from 2016. You had Crab, you had Cooper, you had Mack in them, and that was a, it was a crazy year, man. That song had me hyped. I was—I was still listening to it, like even all the way up to this year. But you know, the players are outdated. So, what? Uh, you know, you dropped this new one. Of course, everything's new. We got the 2019 Raiders. Besides that, what inspired you to ma- remake it and uh, shoot this thing? Man, um,
3: I went to the Chargers Raiders game a uh-huh. few weeks ago, and um, we got that win. And I left the stadium. I felt the energy. We drove down the field. We came back, and then our defense stopped Philip Rivers. And I was just feeling it, so I just told my squad that was with me. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to make a part two. I got to." So that was pretty much the inspiration to go at it again.
5: Yeah. No, I feel you. I was just talking about uh, I forget who I think I was on another podcast, and they're asking about some of our favorite memories in the Coliseum. And I had dropped just a few of my favorite games in there, and that Charger game that I went to was, in fact, one of my favorites for sure in the Coliseum this year. Uh, that energy, man, on that final drive, it just it left you, feel like, Coliseum feeling good. So um, I can feel where you're coming from 100%, man. And, uh, of course, you know, being in Oakland has just been an experience of its own this year. And I'm strolling through the park a lot, and I see you shooting this video. Got the whole crowd around you hyped. What? Uh, how was the experience shooting that video? Um, Uh, Did you get to meet any new fans, man? How was it? Yeah, it was crazy. You
3: know, when we shot the first one that went viral back in 2016, nobody knew who I was. We kind of just showed up and got the people together, whoever was there. This time, people were familiar. So as soon as I got there... We went to the Black Hole tailgate party. Everybody began to surround it, and uh, we just had a good time. So this one was definitely more enjoyable. The first one was actually kind of funny because we were trying to tell people you want to be in a video. They were hesitant, and so this one we kind of just had a lot of fun.
5: No, that's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. Uh, Now, what I really appreciate about your music um, is there's some underlying factors in there. Um, You're not just a Raiders rapper. Um, I guess you're kind of considered you know, in in the Christian hip-hop world. Uh, what's the underlying meaning, man? And, and how do you like to, uh, you know, I guess tie uh, your your Christianity into your music, even including the writers?
3: Yeah, well, at the end of the day, um, I'm a man of God, and I was born and raised in San Jose, California, raised in church my whole life, and um, I had never had an encounter with God. I was 15 years old, bound by drug addiction, popping pills, ecstasy doing all these crazy things, lost young man. And one day I went to church and Jesus changed my life at that church. And I was never the same ever again. And so um, when he did that, he showed me that I had a calling to make music for him. And so I began to make music for him. And even before I started dropping the Raider songs with Christ in them, I was doing kingdom music, godly music. And so when we did the Raider song, I believe that it was just a tool that God wanted to use to reach the Raider nation and to use it as, as bait pretty much to let them know, man, this This got a tune to it. This got a hit. So um, let's get the gospel in there and let's get the gospel to go forth. You know what I mean? So,
5: yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I always preach on this podcast: there's stuff bigger than football. Um, Of course, there's life bigger than this podcast, and it's cool that you find stuff you know in life bigger than your music. Um, So that's awesome stuff. You're using it, you know, to promote things that saved your life and put you in a position to do what you do. Uh, So I support you 100%. Z. Um, Now, you know, closing this thing out, I guess talking about the Raiders here a minute. Um, You obviously mentioned the song a lot. You know, we're going to Vegas, but we'll always be the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, I really like that. I'm following the team to Vegas. You being a, a native, obviously had a lot of heart that poured into that song. Are you still following the team to Vegas?
3: Yeah, um, I was out there and they were interviewing me on Sunday and they were like, are you following the team to Vegas? And I just told them, look, um, you know, if, if I had a, a brother and we were family from the jump um, and he moved to somewhere else, uh, we're still brothers. It doesn't change anything. So that's how I just see the team. It's like, you know what? We're family. Raider Nation's a family. We all know that. And um, the squad's a part of that. So even though they're moving to Vegas,
5: let's let's keep it rolling. I love it. We're Raiders fans at the end of the day. Uh, they left once. They're leaving twice bounced around i guess we kind of got three homes embedded into one we're moving to vegas is what it is um you know it's it's just kind of wild as raiders fan what do you expect though you know what i'm saying we, we go through a lot of crazy stuff we're we're pretty dysfunctional most of the time so why not create some chaos in the location too um but talking about you know just to wrap this thing up now um, there's There's been a big roster turnover since your part one, Raider Nation Anthem. Obviously, shoot, I couldn't even tell you, maybe Derek and Gabe Jackson might be like the only guys still on the team from your first one. <laughs> uh, so it's been pretty wild. You, you've obviously seen the difference uh, just rapping about them. But what are your thoughts now that we're leaving? And we have John Gruden and Mike Mayock under the helm. Uh, what do you think about how they're doing and how they're transforming this team? I love it.
3: I love it. Um, I actually made a video. It was about a year ago when um, when we started forming the management and everything like that, and I actually said in the video, look, this is not going to be the year. The next year is not going to be the year, but the year after that is going to be the one, which is the one we're actually going into um, Vegas. in." so I truly believe that it w- – I knew it was going to be kind of a building, and so now we're here, and I, I think there's still a little bit more building to do. But I love the direction they're going in. You already see the skill that Mayock has and Gruden has and the eye that they have for – the young players. I mean, I've never seen a rookie draft class like this. It was it was a crazy yeah. year from all the rookies. So I'm excited to see what they do next.
5: That's good stuff, Z. Like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on here tonight. Um, you've been a busy man. I'm sure you're unwinding from a crazy uh, – I wasn't even – I mean – I just hung out at the tailgate. I felt exhausted, so I'm sure you had a long Sunday, brother. Um, But where can uh, everyone, that you know, we heard the introduction to your song. Where can everyone else hear the rest of it? Where can they download it? Where can they listen to it on the daily?
3: Yeah, um, YouTube. They can get it on YouTube. Uh, You just look up Z Raider Nation. Probably both of them will pop up. We uploaded it to Facebook because Facebook always gets a lot of love. And then um, we uploaded a huge clip of it to um, Twitter, which which is where it's getting a lot of love, too, as well. So, uh, man, it's bless- it's been a blessing. I just want to thank the Raider Nation for always showing love. And um, also Gorilla Rilla, man, he, he put a lot of things together on Sunday for us to um, get a lot of those shots done. He, um, I called him up. I'm like, man, let's make it happen. So I just want to show him some love, too, so
5: yeah no that's good stuff man that's good stuff right there Z you got, you have yourself a good rest of the night and uh, you know I'm sure we'll see you around I'm sure you'll keep you know dropping some content here and there um you know and for those you know that even listen to the rest of his stuff, uh, keep checking out keep tuning in Big Raider fan big support you got a supporter of me at the Raider Cody podcast uh, so have a good night, man man I appreciate you thanks for having me That was a great conversation with Z make sure you guys follow him on Twitter at. 408 Z E E. But we're gonna keep this thing rolling. Let's get Kenny King Jr. in here, man. Kenny King, what's going on, dude? Kenny King, real talk. What up, dog? Kenny King Jr., man. Long time no talk, man. It's been a little over 24 hours now.
4: Has it even been 24 Did we talk? We talked earlier. Uh, uh, earlier was a text actually. So yeah, yeah a little over 24 hours. It's good to hear your voice again. Hey man, at least you can hear my voice this time. Man. That thing was <laughs> gone last night. I was to say,
5: same. I woke up this morning, and everyone's like, "Man, did you go through puberty last night?" I was like, "No, man, I went to the freaking Raider game, man. Give me a freaking break, dude." Uh, my voice
4: was gone before we even got into the stadium. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh freaking nuts, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I uh even had a couple of coworkers who were like, hey, we saw you on TV, we saw you on TV. I was like, oh, Yeah, you freaking better saw me on TV. It's freaking right next to the gorilla. Uh, the freaking <laughs> uh, the freaking best spot in the house right there, man. Uh Kenny Jeez. King, dude. We had a we had a crazy game, man. Uh also, you know, pretty fun tailgate. Got to meet a lot
4: of people, talk about it a little bit. Yeah, man, had a good time. Got to got to meet a lot of people. We hit up pretty much almost every tailgate we tried to get to. Uh, there's a lot of people that we didn't get to meet. We'll see y'all in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but man, shout out to Dan and Pepe hey. and Black Hole for the t- from the hospitality. Man, like man, I, crazy, I had dude. a good time.
5: It was crazy. I, I've never uh, done anything like that. Like I've always set up my own tailgates, been telling everybody, and I just you know I sit in my little spot, enjoy our stuff. People come by, say what's up, and then uh, you know we go into the game. But it was cool hiking over there, man. We, you know because we get out, it's funny. And, uh, you know, my my wife's all excited. You know, we're walking up and down a few aisles. Um, people are like, hey, what's up? What's up, Cody? What's going on? My wife's like, man, she's all, we're going to get all kinds of food today if you keep this up. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're probably right. And then uh, I, I get a, uh, it was Gabriella DM me, so Petty Crocker. And she says, uh, I just get a D-Lot Row 10 or something like that.
4: So I told Beth, I'm like, all right, the rum cake though. (laughs) The rum cake.
5: I was already telling these people about the rum cake. The rum cake.
4: MVP of the game. Um, My God. I show up. She goes, I saved the piece for you. I'm like, all right, cool. I take a bite. (laughs) Seriously, the best thing I've ever had. It was great. That was
5: the first thing I ate that morning, and it was, uh, well, it kicked my tailgate off, right, man. But oh,
4: absolutely. um,
5: I tell my wife, I was like, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna take a hike. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, we're gonna take a hike over to D lot. She's all, where's that at over here? I said, no, that's B lot. We're in C lot. This is D. Lot. You see that arena? It's on the <laughs> other side of that arena, and she's all. There's stuff over there. <laughs> oh saying, yeah. Yeah. It's like this, but there's just more. So we went over there, man, and uh, that's how we got everything started. And he showed up when we rolled over to Dan's, man. It was it was a good time. Rolled through Pepe's with his with his personal. It was a, a personal bartender hired a bartender.
4: Freaking a personal bartender trying <laughs> to give everybody E. Coli with his uh, <laughs> his busted basil
5: with his basil. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, I tell you what, though, man, it was cool. You you missed you missed out on uh, Ant and Kevon and all them coming through. Yeah, I missed and, everybody. I missed and everybody. And, uh, they were you know they were like, "Where's Cody?" I said, "Oh, he had to go watch Derek warm up."
5: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys missed out on some fire tacos, is what you missed out on.
4: Man, Ooh. we did, we did. But, hey, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it was definitely more fun outside the stadium than inside yeah. the stadium. Actually, the game was fun up until the last couple minutes right
5: yeah yeah like you take if you delete the fourth quarter like
4: we good yeah good thing is i don't remember a lot of the fourth quarter so (laughs)
5: yeah how was your uh you know final experience inside the coliseum i didn't do much man i went down to the black hole and i was stuck there uh couldn't get out couldn't do anything if i even if even if i wanted to um and then you know we lost and i walked out so uh how was your experience there man
4: it was cool, man. It was cool. I um, I ran into a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of co- co-workers, um, people I haven't seen in a while. My buddy, uh, my buddy Brian, we played ball together. He's uh, he's one of the security guards. You probably saw him down on the field. Big, goofy looking Fred Flintstone kind of guy. <laughs> um, but no, it was cool. You know, I, I ran into a few, a uh, few older players and I, I didn't did I tell you who I ran into in the bathroom. <laughs>
5: What? Well, Mark Davis or who'd you put into no, the bathroom? No, no. So, Okay, So
4: I'm, I'm in the bathroom. I'm taking a piss in the garbage can. And um, <laughs>
5: what? Are you talking about okay, an actual garbage can or are you just referring to the stalls as a garbage can? No, it was an actual garbage can. The stalls <laughs> oh were full. Goodness.
4: I had to go. Real time. And the garbage can was there. <laughs> so I'm going in the garbage can and I hear Hey man! That's the best toilet ever! <laughs> I turn around. It's Frosty Rucker. I'm like, oh, what's, what's up, <laughs> That is great right there. Oh, we saw him before we went in the stadium, too. Yeah, we saw him before we went in the stadium. So I see him. I saw him the thing. He's like, oh, what's up? I'm like, man, you know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. He's like, hey, I feel it. He's like, he's like, it's probably more sanitary than the toilet anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
5: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you're talking about the actual toilet or <laughs>
4: Oh man, but no, yeah, good times, good times in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss that place. It's uh, a lot of great memories there, and uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of good times. And, you know, I'm yeah. gonna miss it.
5: Yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. Um, you know, we kind of went through the pro- progressions of the game. Everybody watched the game. I'm getting tired of talking about this. Um, I just said, you know, if you listen to our last three post games, it's the same crap. We kind of come out looking all right. You know, last couple games. Yeah. Um and then whatever happens at halftime, I don't know what we talk about or what we do, but uh what adjustments we make if we even make any. Um things aren't working, we come out flat. Uh we can't close out games. We're kind of just we just falling apart, man. Um do you have any any specific thoughts? You know, I talked about the refs a little bit, I talked about the yeah. ref a little bit, but I mean, you know, all around, man, it's just everybody just fell apart on us, man. Daniel Carlson couldn't come through. Um, I mean, Derek, you know, made a couple plays at the end of the game, but it just seemed like there was nothing happening there either for Derek. There's nothing happening for the wide receivers. There's really nothing happening for the run game. But man, what what are your thoughts?
4: You know what I saw was I saw a team that came out fired up in the beginning, and that fire slowly dissipated over time. And uh, you're absolutely right. After this after the second half, it was just, everything was fizzled out. And I, I, it was almost like they were playing not to lose and they weren't, they weren't aggressive. They weren't attacking downfield. They, you know, they weren't playing the same on defense. Receivers were were nonchalant out there. They weren't catching the ball. Uh, There was a few reads that, you know, that receivers were wide open at Derek missed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it was just, we couldn't get, we couldn't get anything going In any aspect of the game, you know, I can't just put it on one on one person on one player. But, you know, at the end of the day, too, we need to look at we need to look at coaching. Yeah, because this has become a common theme. This is something that we've we've been discussing now for four weeks in a row. Uh, You know, we are on a four game losing streak. You know, it's it's no secret that the Raiders have a very tough time in the start of the third quarter. We talked about this last week and it comes down to coaching. It comes down to what adjustments are being made. What are we doing? Yeah. Why, you know, why are we waiting until the last minute to, to try to make a play and, and try to throw up a Hail Mary? Like, why aren't we attacking sooner? Yeah. And you know, you saw Tyrell Williams do some good things yesterday and you saw him do some really bad things. You saw Derek do some good things. And you saw him do some not so great things. You saw Jason, you saw Josh Jacobs just being a monster out there. <laughs> you know, Darren Waller being a monster, Keelan Doss, you know, head scratcher. It's like, you know, we had two, two, probably the biggest plays of his NFL career so far. And we fell short, man. So there's, there's a lot of things. And, you know, like I said, I'm not going to pinpoint it. I think everybody's to blame. It's Mm -hmm. a team effort. We didn't look good and it's not a good look for the final game in Oakland. But, you know, what, what's sad is how we went out. I know, you know, you know, to see, to see, I understand. Look, I get it. You're pissed off. You're drunk. You're, you're angry. We're losing. We, we were at one point a playoff team. We're still technically in the hunt, but I don't even want to talk about that. But to throw food and chairs and stuff on the, on the field, it's like, I
5: know. I know. We're going to, you know, Kenny King, we're going to, we're going to get into that a little bit more along with the, with the Derek Carr talk. I like how you brought that up, man. We're not going to, uh, you can't you can't pinpoint this? You can't. I mean, necessarily. You know, you can't put it on Paul because he made, you know, some good plays and his defense held up at times. You can't put it on Derek because you know he played a really good half of football for sure. You know, he went out there and made some plays. Tyrell Williams made a play. Um, uh, defensive line showed up at times when we needed him. I felt like the run game was there. Josh Jacobs made plays. Um, I, there there was flashes of everybody, but everybody you know kind of had their fair share of disappearing at times and. Yeah, and and not coming through and not finishing the game. Um, so we, you know we'll hit on the, the hot topic. We'll touch on Derek Carr. We'll touch on how the fan base reacted to the end of the game and real talk later. But Kenny King, brother, we got some uh, we got some phone calls to take. We got six of them, oh, seven of them here because one of them came in late. Um,
4: Wonder who that could be.
5: Uh, yeah, it's not me. I was surprised it's not you. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not you, man. You uh, you ready to take these phone calls?
4: Let's get it.
0: So ready, Cody. So Kenny King. What's up, nation? How's everything? This is Danny from Upland.
5: Danny, uh, yeah. Today's loss.
0: I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get it done today. But I couldn't really, wasn't able to watch the first half. Um, I was out having brunch and bottomless mimosas with a group of our friends at fences. Okay. And I was able to watch the first half from the bar, but couldn't really pay attention to what was really going on. You missed the best part right before uh, half-time kickoff, and you know, just like it's been an ongoing issue all season long. We just come out very flat at halftime. We yep. just can't make the proper adjustments go. and it's just something that I've been lingering, you know. Maybe, you know, with all the all, with all, all the roster move, moves we've made and everything else and adding players, robbing players, you know, we just don't seem to have that talent to maybe make us have that much, which is why we've been coming out flat. So, you know, we just come out flat, you know, but there's a few things that, you know, could have happened or could if 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 if, if, the, if the Tyrell Williams ties would have got dropped, if you actually would have looked at the ball to possess it instead of <laughs> you know trying to make a cut you know, you know we go. We first, you know, not a first down. Maybe first down, you never know. But at least I would have run some time off the clock. Yeah, was three minutes yep. of some change on the board. You know, and you know we could have got a, a closer field goal. Unfortunately, we didn't. We missed the field goal, and also the, the have gone for Derek it. Carr in infield Yeah, you know that clock keeps ticking. We might bring it down in 40 seconds. So I mean, there's the few, there's a couple of things that could have gone in our favor, and unfortunately, we just couldn't get it, couldn't get it going at, at 18.
5: We just run aggressive. Red
0: Nation still wants to, you know, blame Derek Carr. He gets booed off the field, like really, not only that, but you know, I seen, you know, it's just ridiculous how, you know, Oakland fans in general. I don't want to be too detailed how they reacted over this loss. I mean, I get it, it was a loss, but like you mentioned, red Cody, Red Nation took another L because our our performance from the fans on on the stadium. It's just ridiculous yeah you know we've been so we've been on a what is it now four four game losing streak you know it's been yeah. a long win issue yep. you know we wanted to, you know ready nation wanted to get something for you fans to cheer for but unfortunately we've just been that same team this past this past month to come and after i and mean, just can't get it going. all right so uh, hopefully we could get a few more does before the for the season ends and then you know onto the draft all right I'm out.
5: good call danny let's get this good next call. phone caller man Kenny King Jr., Raider
6: Cody, Raider West and Visalia.
5: Raider West. Leaving
6: the Raider game, as you can tell, my voice is pretty much shot. But, man, that's a sad one to end out on. I'm kind of ashamed of the way the fans treated the players on the way out. But, you mm. know, hey, we're a passionate group of people. So, yeah. uh, hopefully we move on to Vegas and, and you know, start it off right there. But, man, it was a sad one. A lot of good memories in that stadium. We'll hate to see it go, but that's uh, a tough one to leave on. But just win, baby. Out.
5: I said the same thing earlier, Kenny King, remember, uh, about having a passionate fan base. We do have a passionate fan base. You see a lot of it on Twitter. Um, You see a lot of it all over the place. You see it just with any Raider fan that you interact with any Raider fan that goes to the game. Um, But I will say that there was, you know, a handful of people, and unfortunately they were, you know, the biggest part of it all that confused, I think, passionate with being drunk, immature idiots. But, you know, that's neither here nor there.
1: Here to Cody. Kenny King Jr. Rep Mike here.
5: Rep
4: Mike.
1: Sitting in heart.
5: Sounds like it. On
1: my way back to my hotel. Disappointed. Yep. A lot of things I'm disappointed
6: about, but I
1: don't know, man. I'd like to see uh, Kaiser get a start. And see what happens Ooh. from there. DC um, disappointed me today. I felt like uh, I just felt like he's not a fan. So, It's not all his fault. I get it. Ref screwed us, all that other stuff. But um, it just seems like he has happy feet and throws a quick pass to DC. Love DC. I think he could still be our quarterback. I just don't know what's up. But, hey, it was real. It was fun. It was real fun. (laughs) Coming to the Coliseum this year from Boise. So, uh, like your, your show, man, we'll continue to call in. We'll talk to you guys later.
5: Yeah, well, that's kind of a popular opinion in Raider Nation on our quarterback. We're going to hit on that here pretty soon, man. Let's take this next caller. Yep.
6: What's up, Cody? What's up, Kenny? Eddie. I mean, you guys are at the game. I hope you guys had a good one, even though we freaking lost. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Gooden has to fire Paul. He has <laughs> to fire Paul. Yep. And Jesus Christ, so many drop passes. The last Hail Mary, Doss, he hit Doss in the face mask. It hit Keelan. In the face mask. I'm I'm legitly lost to words. Paul needs to get out of town. He should not go to Vegas with us. I'm tired of Paul Gunther. There's
5: another popular opinion. I I people can yeah. tell
6: all he all they want about him. He had a good defense in Cincinnati. Couldn't get it done in Cincinnati. What makes you think he can get it done over here now in Vegas? I don't know. I'm lost to words. I'm really lost to words at this game. I hope you guys
5: had a good one, man. Yeah, that's that's something to hit on. I mean, we've we I think we've hit on Paul Gunther in the defense enough. Kenny King is kind of up yeah. and down, injuries, whatnot. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm exhausted talking about it. Are you?
4: Yeah, I'm exhausted using the injury excuse. Every team has injuries. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like we have any all pros out there. Um, you know, we didn't lose. You know, we didn't lose a Khalil Mack, or we didn't. You know, we we didn't lose anybody that. Uh, besides Abram, I think Abram was a, a yep. huge loss. But I you know, I'll what say saying? the only it's thing, like only thing is Levitt lost. right now.
5: Levitt out there on the field starting was the only thing that like bugged me. And I saw him at one point, man, arguing with, I believe it was Mark Lee, trying to put him in a different position, trying to t- jump in his spot and take this other zone. Whatever he did, he, he fought with him and argued with him and got him. It was like right before the snap. And you see just Dallin Levitt just completely out of position. Yeah. Uh, leaving a wide receiver going up behind him. I it was just it was kinda of like like why? It's like I don't know if he didn't expect something over the top, but it just I'm just like, man, it's just uh
2: Hey what's up guys, this is Raider Azteca.
5: I just have what's something up? to say.
3: In the last five games, offense has only scored twelve total points after halftime. Twelve points, bro. Yeah, defense sucks, but uh has nothing but has the offense really uh helped them. Not one bit. This was this was sad. This was a sad way to go out. I felt bad for all those
1: fans just standing there after the game. Mm-hmm. Radio Nation deserves better.
5: I'm out. Thank you. Red Reds, shout out, man. You're right. Neither the offense nor the defense is doing anything to help anything around here. Uh, man, it's just all-around ugly sight. Uh, not scoring points like that on the board. Defense is only going to be able to hold up so much. And you know if they are, anyways. And I feel like this game they were, I feel like they kind of were against Kansas City. Um, other than that, they've kind of been a little suspect. But uh, offense in the se- in the second half has definitely been very concerning.
4: Yeah, to say the least. Yo, what up, Raider
2: Cody? Yo, Kenny King. Yo, this is uh, Eric from uh, Harris, California.
5: What up? Uh, what's up? Calling
2: Eric? in. We call this Black Monday. Okay. And believe the Raiders lost yesterday. Last game in, at home.
5: Well, that was because we had like two black guys getting socked in the oh, face. Man,
2: where can I start, <laughs> or where should I start? Maybe where should we all start from? Oof. Uh, I don't think Carr's to blame here, which everyone on Twitter is blaming him. You know, I'm getting I'm getting kind of sick and tired of this. Everyone's blaming Carr, and I blame the whole team, the team effort. True. You know, Carr can only do so much, and I don't know what's going on in the locker room coming in second half. Yeah. Second half, they just lay a fat egg. <laughs> they come in hot first half, second half they just suck. Gruden needs to do some. He needs to start chewing some asses. Maybe better yet, someone's got to chew his ass. Oh. But um, as far as that, I think Jung next season. I'm looking forward to hopefully John Gruden needs to get himself a real offensive coordinator that to yep. call offensive plays. Gruden needs to leave a step away from that or help him. Whatever he's doing coming in second half sucks. As far as Daniel Carlson. Ugh. Gosh, man, we definitely need a
4: new kicker. What's up with Janikowski?
2: Gave him two opportunities oh. and he choked both times. Come on, man. Uh, How's that happen? I almost went looking for Jano at the bar. Jesus <laughs> man. <laughs> Suit up. But other than that, I wanted it was an overall good season. You know, I at least got to experience one one last game in Oakland. You know, I got a lot of memories from that place. Um wish I can share them all, but <laughs> I don't think I have enough time. No, you don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, next season in Vegas should be a lot better season. Uh, hopefully things change, things come out better for us. Um, I don't care if we even come out and play the last couple games. Just why? <laughs> There's no need to. And even if we would have made it to the playoffs, we wouldn't have gone far anyway. So, so with that, I'll leave you guys I'm looking forward for twenty twenty next year. Um, hopefully maybe I'll run into you to you or Kenny King out in Vegas.
4: Oh for sure. I'll be there.
2: So, other than that, you know, still a Raider fan. Really pissed about how some of the fans reacted out there in Oakland, booing car as it was going to the tunnel, destroying the place, throwing everything, throwing trash, beer and everything in the in the field. That's not us. That's not the Raider Nation. We know better. We're more respectful than that. Those those aren't fans. Those are the fans that just go and criticize Carr. They don't even go watch the game. They just watch Derek Carr play. That's all they do. Other than that, you guys have a good one? And you know what? Let's let us let us get a Raider Nation going. Oh boy. Let me get a Raiders on three. One, two, three. Raiders. Raiders.
5: <laughs> man that was a roller coaster of emotions right there uh i was feeling it, good about next season and then i was really depressed about this game and then yeah
4: that was like my feelings throughout the game yesterday it was like yeah yeah no, yeah no hey yo
1: what's up cody kenny king this hardcore raider coming
5: at you man. hardcore, hardcore raider.
4: raider
1: all you gotta say is douchebag ball man
4: huh uh, douchebag ball
1: i you know, they got the best of us. You know, this season's uh, winding down.
5: Is that a real thing?
1: Sobering times for Raider yeah. Nation, especially the <laughs> Oakland Raider fans. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a mad shout-out to uh, Oakland Raider fans and how they've held it down for so long. Uh, this You know, Raider fans have been dedicated to this team when this team hasn't exactly deserved it and uh, should have got a better production on Sunday. Yeah. So I just want to say my heart goes out to all the Oakland Raider fans and – i'm grateful uh, what you've done for this team through the endless years of blood sweat and <laughs> tears and you know i just have a lot of mad respect for um how this team has developed and how our fan base has developed because goes of them and you know i just want to honor that and uh this day even though it was a loss and uh also i just want to thank you cody for coming on the hardcore Raider nation podcast on youtube hey so you guys it was a good time uh, don't mind check out hardcore raider on youtube we had cody on there had a good time it was a tribute to oakland episode and i'll be there next week uh, kenny king look forward to having you on the podcast as well yes sir uh, you know we'll see how this season wraps up you know we still got two games left and then we can kind of do an evaluation but um you know i'll I'll leave it at that and just uh you know again mad respect to the raider nation and uh the future at some point is going to look bright and it's just going to take a while to get there. All right. Love you guys. I'm Hardcore Rater. I'm out.
5: Shout talk out Hardcore to you Saturday, Raider, brother. Yeah, there you go. See, Kenny King didn't want to get on with me for whatever reason. Apparently, he's now tired of talking to me. Was. Yeah, he, he likes to get on places and talk by himself. He's tired, of, he's tired of being on a podcast and having to share airtime with me. You guys see how that works?
4: Yeah, you know, that's why I'm going to go on by right. myself. and then Spread your you know, wings. Come on and have real talk and, you know.
5: Fly like a bee, Kenny King. Get on out of here. <laughs> 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 is that how out? No, obviously you're supposed to fly, it, it? fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee.
4: Float like a butterfly, sting Float like a, like
5: bee. a butterfly, sting like a bee. Come on,
4: man. Oh,
5: man. Uh, what is it? Uh, What's the what's the Cars version of it? Man, I see this so much. Sting like a beamer or something like that. I don't know how it goes. Kenny King, man. We need to close this thing out with some real talk, and we're going to go with the hot topic. Let's talk about Derek Carr and this fan base a little bit, Kenny King.
4: Let's get it, man. Man, man, oh man, man, oh man. Final game in Oakland. Uh, We saw nachos, toilet paper, seats, uh, drinks, people, and booze flying through the air. And it was, I would say that it's fitting for Oakland, but I, I like to see that, you know, say that our fans are a little classier than that. And it was a little sad to see at the end of the game. And obviously the outcome of the game wasn't the way that we wanted it to be. And, you know, obviously we didn't win the game. And looking back on it, NFL officiating has apologized for some of the things that, that they called that shouldn't have been called. But, man, what a way to go out. Not only a way to go out with a loss, but a way to go out is looking, looking like a loss as fans. You know, we were uh, yeah. bagged on in the media, uh, bagged on on Twitter, and it's just not a good look.
5: Yeah, we definitely took another L after the game, but uh, some real talk here for a second, Kenny King. This is this is kind of where I get frustrated with everything, and you know the debates right now are obviously going fifty fifty with our quarterback. Everyone's mad we're not winning football games. The first person you're going to look at is going to be the quarterback because okay. for the most part. I mean, he's going to be the only person that you can kind of demand change. You know what I mean? I mean, he's, he's the biggest part where you can demand change. You're not going to get rid of John Gruden. You're not going to get rid of most of that coaching staff. Um, the easiest person to get the biggest change out of this team right now and, and demand something different is Derek Carr. And he's kind of just, I don't you know, I guess he could just use the word. He's kind of a scapegoat right now. Right. Um, but where I'm frustrated is, is I mean, I guess – I don't know. I, I've always known football as like, you know, a short term memory league. You know, it's week to week. It's what you do week to week. Uh, that's all that matters. Um, but man, we were very, very short term memory fans on Sunday because, you know, with a little over two minutes left in the game, Derek Carr makes a great play, a great designed run by John Gruden, some, picks up some great blocks, slides into the sideline slides down I guess before the sideline make that clear. Gets yep. up runs running down the, the, the white line throwing up the O with Darren Waller. Crowd is going nuts. Loving what Derek Carr did because we thought that that was going to seal the game. But after one bad call combined with two bad calls because not only did he slide inbounds but there was a freaking coach on the field. Right. So after two bad calls after a dropped pass that stopped the clock after two missed field goals And then a drive that came down, and that's how the game ended. He even, you know, he even went back. We got the ball back, pushed the ball downfield enough to take a couple shots at the end zone with 30 seconds left. Gave it our all, right, to go back and win this game. That obviously didn't go our way. But he went from cheering on the sideline to after that not really doing much wrong and was getting trash and beer thrown thrown at him and booed off the field. For being one of the three players that came to the crowd and actually faced them, so that's kind of where I get a little frustrated because you see these players, and they're you know they go out there and they make mistakes. I get it. I get the offense went out there and didn't really put didn't even put any points on the board in the second half. Was it, how, what did they put on the board in the second half, kidding King? Three something? I don't, I don't even. No, none. Right?
4: No, we put nothing on the board in the second we, half. Nothing I think on that's the board in the second half. That's what Azteca was uh, referring to when he made his call, Um, you know, and uh, and that kind of goes into the second half adjustments that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. That, you know, yeah, it's frustrating. We're going into, we're coming out in the second half, and we're not scoring points.
5: Yeah, and you know, and I and I understand that. I understand because that's frustrating to me too. I sit there just as mad that we can't do anything. Um, And for the most part, looking at the defense that. Again, you know, actually stepped up and played a pretty decent game for the offense to not be able to drive down there in the second half to score points is beyond me. But I think it just goes beyond just the quarterback, and I think it goes beyond the quarterback that's actually owning up to his mistakes. He wasn't happy with it. I mean, obviously he wanted to go out there and win the game for you. I mean, you know, a lot of those guys did. Mark Lee coming over. Cleveland Farrell uh, took his jersey off and threw it into the crowd, man. Um, I mean, these Eric players Harris mean a lot. A
4: victory, or not even a victory lap, but Eric Harris doing a lot.
5: Yeah, Eric Harris doing lap, man. I mean, it was just one of those things where these players showed up and showed out. Um, And, of course, I mean, most of the blame went on to number four. At least that's how the crowd reacted. But for the most part, man, I don't know. I just – maybe it's just me, Kenny, but I don't take it that serious to try and, like, degrade someone so badly. To probably not even, you know, enjoy playing football and, you know, the postgame comments – of missing his family uh, missing his kids wants to see his children whatever it was I I didn't even listen to it but I've heard everyone talk about it Um, I would too if I'm you know getting booed and yelled and I I feel beer getting sprayed on me uh, whenever I'm just trying to you know say what's up to a little kid on the sideline um, I'm gonna want to say man I just want to go home with my family (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, like, that'd be my exact thoughts. Like, I just want to get the heck out of here. Like, it's it's just bad. Like, there's nothing he can do. And I, you know, I feel for him. I feel for this whole team because, you know, that's how they all were. Keelan Doss, man, after, after that um, helmet or, you know, uh, football bouncing off his helmet after he had a big drop too, um, he was devastated after the game. All these guys were. They wish they could have stepped up and made bigger plays. Um, didn't happen. But as fans, I just felt like, you know, the, the reaction to it which kenny i mean you, you had a pretty good take on this man i mean um what, what's the percentage you think of the fans that actually you know were doing stuff like this
4: it's a very small percentage of the fans it's you know it's, it's a really small percentage of the fan base it's you, you're looking maybe one to three percent it's not it's not the majority it's not the 97 percent. it's not the the large group but the problem is that small percentage has such a loud voice and they have such a booming presence that it makes it seem like it's bigger yeah. and that toxicity overflows and i can see how one it can affect some people but at the same time too sometimes you just got to block it out and yeah. you know i understand when you're getting nachos and stuff thrown on you it's hard to block it out but at the same time like you know looking at you know knowing that 97 of this fan base has my back Yeah. Yeah. You know, 3% of this fan base is toxic and, you know, you can, you can shut them out. You can block them. You can do whatever you want, but you got to know that, you know, Mm. this fan base as a whole wants to see the team succeed. They want to see Derek Carr succeed. They want to see Josh Jacobs succeed. They want to see Darren Waller succeed. They don't want to see people fail. Now there's with the people that want to see people fail. It's literally a point Zero 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 one percent And they're, not and they're just, fans. Anyways. They're just weirdos. <laughs> they already quit on the team probably. <laughs> right, they've already quit on the team. Uh they're, you know, former fans. They are, you know, forever Oakland whatever it is. Um uh, but Hey, and if
5: any of you guys are joining them, uh just a message real quick for all of you guys that might be listening to a Raider podcast for the last time. <sighs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Anyways, go ahead Kenny King, King.
4: You said a lot nicer than I would. You said a lot mm-hmm. nicer than I said at the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
4: But I mean at the end of the day, look, you know, we've we we have a team that is still in the rebuilding process. You know, we're still not there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we saw glimpses of greatness. We saw and it wasn't really so much glimpses of greatness. It was glimpses of being better than other teams at the time that we played them but we still have a long ways to go we had six starters missing on defense we lost our number one receiver in the beginning of the beginning of the year you know we've had some injuries on both sides of the ball Uh, we've had some continuity issues we've had some play calling issues we've had some play issues there's been kinks to work out and I feel that where we have grown as a team, this team has gotten better and they're still a significantly better team than they were last year. Yeah. You know, last year you had people like John Middlecoff saying that Bama could beat this team. I'll tell you right now, Bama can't beat this team.
5: No, no, it's a, it's a pretty good team, man. And that's the thing is I hope, you know, it's been a rough week, especially for the team. Hopefully all the players and the leaders of this team can see, uh, that, you know, things can change. We're kind of getting a fresh start in Vegas. Obviously, uh, Kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. Leaving Oakland the way it is, uh, you know, just made everything a lot worse because you know the players wanted to show out. But hopefully, they can see the bright future. Hopefully, they can see that this franchise um, is climbing up. And hopefully, man, just you know, one good off season and, and we can all get our heads back on straight and be ready to go again in August.
4: Yeah, you know, it's, I'm tell you right now, we got two games left. Um, the way that it looks, we can either go eight and eight or we can go six and ten. Either way, we still finish better than we did last year. Yeah. Me personally, I'd like to go eight and eight. You know, we uh, we've got this game coming up in L.A., which is another home game for us. It's uh, for another way meet. to redeem ourselves uh, in front oh, of a yeah, home man. crowd because it's going to be eighty <laughs> percent Raider fans there.
5: Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're part of that eighty percent too, Kitty King.
4: Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I, uh, what? I had some last minute, I had some last minute things that uh, that came up, and I'm I'm not going to be able to make the trek down there. So,
5: man, so I'm not even going to see you at Disneyland either.
4: No, no, you're going to see me. Uh, I'm going to be moping around like Pablo Escobar all weekend.
5: Wow. Okay. So, well, that took a huge hit to our Raider Nation crowd there in, uh, where are they? San Diego, Los Angeles, wherever they're at. I don't know. Some wherever soccer stadium it. down there south. Uh, south Oakland.
4: Dig- Loss of Dignity Health Stadium.
5: <laughs> Crazy stuff. Kenny King, man. Uh, we got a. This was a very long episode. We extended it a little bit. Um, halfway through recording, I decided to throw Z in here and talk about his new song. Um, closed out with a lot of real talk, some extended phone calls uh, with some crazy stuff, but uh, there will be no midweek show. There will be no real talk. You got one last chance here. We're going up. Like you said, you got the final two games. We're facing the Chargers this week. You got a message for the for the uh, San Diego, L.A. Chargers and uh, Philip Crybaby Rivers?
4: I've got nothing to say to the San Diego, L.A., L.A. County transient chargers that are like a busted down charger that comes on, comes on the field and throws four picks. Now I have nothing to say to them, but I do have something to say to the Raiders and to Raider nation. Okay. This last game in Oakland, forget about it. It's over. It's behind us. The nachos have left the field. The beer is dried up. We're now going into LA. We're in a familiar territory. This was our home for 13 years. We still run L.A. We're still the last team to win a Super Bowl in L.A. You need to go in there. You need to show up. You need to show out. Give these last two games everything you've got and give Raider Nation something to be excited about going into Vegas.
5: So that's going to wrap up this week's show. A lot of stuff packed into it. Like I said, I know I'm not going to have the midweek show, so I made sure that this one was long enough to get you guys enough Raiders content through the week to get you into L.A. against the Chargers. Um, so for those of you going to the game, for those of you just watching the game, make sure you call in your post-game reactions at 808-650-7220 uh, and call it anytime from after the game all the way up until like 8 o'clock or something like that. Um, get involved. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, shout out to Raider Nation, all those that I met at the tailgate again. Uh, shout out to george romo uh it's actually george romo i think i said ramos at the beginning of the podcast uh sorry it's just off the top of my head it's hard to remember all the names but it's george romo shout out to him uh for the tacos for for me and my wife we appreciate it um shout out to any raider nation at the tailgate that i met said what's up appreciate it man that's the reason I made the trip was to meet as many people as possible so Raider Nation I'll be out of town the rest of the week but until what is a Sunday night uh I'll see you guys later